0: Welcome to the In That Moment Podcast, where we believe women can overcome anything, but sometimes you just need a little help from someone who's been through it before. My name's Emily, and I'm a career coach ready to help you find your inner confidence and build your personal brand so you can turn your dream career into a reality. On this podcast, we'll talk to some incredible women about the defining moments in their career, how they handled it, and the steps that led to their success. So if you want to climb the corporate ladder, make a career pivot, launch a business, or maybe you're still trying to figure it all out, don't sweat it, girl. We'll help you get there. Girl, today I want to talk about a topic that hits home for a lot of women, which is how the perception other people have of us can either hinder or help us reach our professional goals. There was a quote that recently popped up on my Instagram feed, and it's one that circulates across social media every so often, so there's a good chance that you've seen it too. It goes like this. To the women who are labeled aggressive, keep being assertive. To the women who are labeled bossy, keep on leading. To the women who are labeled difficult, keep telling the truth. To the women who are labeled too much, keep taking up space. And to the women who are labeled awkward, keep asking hard questions. It's a powerful quote for sure, and we shouldn't have to be anything else than our authentic selves just because we're women. But when we think about actually taking these actions in the workplace, it's not all that easy to do. It's not as simple as just being assertive, because there are so many other things we have to consider if we are. Things like, will speaking out on this topic hurt my chances at getting the promotion? If I raise my voice because I'm passionate, will I be considered angry or emotional? Does holding my ground make me hard to work with or authoritative? Now, these questions, and there are plenty more we ask ourselves, are things that ambitious driven women don't talk about. They're just part of the mental and emotional load that we carry alongside our actual workload because unfortunately, gender bias still exists in the workplace. Now, there's a ton of research out there that women are automatically put into a specific category and assumptions are made on the role that they should play in the workforce. Things like women should serve in a caregiver role. They're softer spoken, they're gentle, they're more supportive, but we're simultaneously supposed to be strong, to know our stuff, to speak our mind, just in the right tone. And when we deviate from the role that others have unconsciously assigned to us, say, being outspoken or taking control of the meeting, that's when the words flip. We're not considered a leader, but aggressive and bossy. Whereas a man in the same exact scenario would automatically be considered a leader and expected to react that way simply because it fits the category assigned to him from the get-go. In fact, these would actually be positive characteristics that work in his favor when it comes to promotions or moving into a leadership role. But for women, it tends to have a negative impact, and we're penalized for it. To take that one step further, actions like asking for the promotion, offering an unsolicited opinion, challenging the status quo, negotiating a raise, or speaking up in meetings tend to help men get ahead, but women can easily end up labeled difficult for the exact same behavior. Not only do women need to work harder to be assessed at the same level of competence as men, but we also have to work differently too. Treading that fine line between being masculine enough to be seen as a leader without losing the femininity people expect from us is exhausting. It's just another invisible responsibility that we carry with us every day that others can't see or understand. And let me be clear, this isn't meant to be a bash fest or a woe is me episode, but I don't think we talk about the challenges women face in the workplace enough. And I want to validate for the women in this community who resonate with what I'm saying that you're not crazy for feeling this way and tell you that you're not alone in experiencing it either. As an aside, it also makes a lot of sense why we continue to see data that show women have higher burnout rates than men do for everything extra that we're juggling. But while it's important to understand that the landscape is different for women, It doesn't mean that our future and our potential is permanently laid out for us. Because, and herein lies the beauty and the opportunity of it all, how other people perceive you will be entirely different from person to person. It's not a one-size-fits-all blanket statement following you around at work every day. And here's an example of what I mean by that. At a young age, I had a mentor who told me, Emily, you're smart, but if you don't learn to speak up for yourself, you'll never get ahead in business." At the time, I was pretty quiet and timid, and that one piece of advice changed my entire perspective of who I was, what I was capable of, and how I would show up in life. I've been leading teams for the greater part of the last decade, and the positions that I held required me to speak pretty frequently to the company and lead most meetings that I was in. I felt strongly in my abilities, was confident as a leader, and I carried myself to a higher standard because of the responsibilities that I held. And then two meetings in the same week completely opened my eyes to how others perceived me. First, I wanna tell you about Kayla Gray Luxury Fragrances and why I'm so passionate about this brand. When I first started my fertility journey, I learned that there are a lot of harmful chemicals in beauty and skincare products that can disrupt your hormones and harm your body. Perfume being one of them. I was pretty upset because I love wearing perfume, but then I found Kayla Gray, which is 100% non-toxic and actually lists all of the ingredients on their packaging, which is unheard of, and they have a higher concentrated formula, so the scent lasts so long and you just feel more confident wearing it. And I know that perfume is personal, so I highly recommend getting their discovery kit, which includes samples of all of their signature scents so you can see which one you like best before ordering a full size, a rollerball, or even a candle. And to save you a little more money, if you use the code MSERENO, which is E-M-S-E-R-E-N-O, at checkout, you'll save 10% on your entire order and you'll be supporting the show. I'll put the link in the show notes for you to check it out and definitely make sure to tag me on social media when you order so I can see what scent you love the most. Now let's get back to the show. Both were with women younger than me and somewhat early in their careers. One of them shared that she was appreciative to be on my team, that she saw me as a role model and aspired to have the confidence and leadership skills that I do as she progresses in her career. The other opened up to me saying that she felt intimidated by my ability to command the room, to get people to listen to me, and how seemingly perfect I was at everything that I did. Two entirely different conversations, right? After the first one, I was ecstatic that I could make such a positive impact on another woman since I didn't have a lot of female mentors in my career. The second left me feeling guilty, like somehow being good at my job was a bad thing. I was the same person, and yet two women had totally different perspectives of me. And what I realized is that everyone you meet, or in this case work with, will form their own opinions of you. That for every person who sees you as a leader for speaking out, another will find you too aggressive or intimidating. And while it doesn't feel good to hear these things, you have to remember that how they perceive you has literally nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And because I love a good quote, I want to share one that sums it up nicely in my opinion. It goes, I'm not intimidating. You're intimidated. There's a difference. I'm not mean nor aggressive. I'm honest and assertive. And that makes you uncomfortable. And it's not me that makes you uncomfortable. My presence challenges your comfort, and I will not be less for you to feel better about yourself. Essentially, the person who finds you intimidating, as an example, is likely battling some sort of insecurity or lack of confidence in themselves or their abilities that you don't have. So when they see you acting in a way they wish they could be acting, that's when their intimidation sets in. And they might put that label on you. Now, if you're in a leadership position and a situation like this arises, I definitely encourage you to explore it further with your employee to get to the root of what they're feeling because it can help put a great professional development plan in place. And if you feel this way towards someone you work with for any reason, I'd ask yourself questions like, what emotion am I feeling right now and why? Is there something they exude that I don't have, but want? Did a boundary get crossed that I've set for myself? Or is there a way to turn this into a positive situation so I don't feel this way in the future? Answering these can help you get honest with yourself about what might be holding you back or possibly lead to a better working relationship with someone you didn't see eye to eye with before. As hard as it is to hear... Knowing how other people view you isn't a bad thing, and that's not because you need to change, but being aware of the perception you have can help you navigate situations differently. Let's take my same two examples from before. As a leader, if I know someone sees me as a role model and aspires to speak more confidently, I'm going to give that person more opportunities to speak in front of the larger team. It could be as small as asking their opinion in a meeting more often or recommending they lead an upcoming project. And if I know someone feels intimidated, I'll spend more time with them one-on-one to help them build their skill sets in the areas they're struggling with and try to create a better personal connection with them too. I realize that these examples might be easier to handle than situations when you're labeled as bossy, emotional, or aggressive by say a male peer or leader. But I do think that there are ways that you can address them in your approach without having to change who you are and how you show up at work. And here's a couple things that worked well for me. To be seen as a leader and not bossy in meetings, I'd often set the agenda and kick things off, but then turn it over to people on the team to cover different areas. So it felt more collaborative with buy-in from everyone. To be seen as thorough and factual instead of difficult I'd often analyze problems and prepare solutions in advance of meetings to support my position. I'd then present the facts to the team and take my emotion out of it. And if my boss chooses to go another route, I would respectfully follow knowing that he had all the information and more experience to make the right call. But if it failed, I'd be right there again with the data presenting an alternative option. To be seen as assertive, but in a positive manner, I would be as succinct as possible. If I have to make a point or a presentation I have to give, you could always find me practicing ahead of time so that I knew exactly what I want to say when the time came. And if there's one piece of advice that I can give you to help build your confidence, sound prepared, and become more well-spoken, it's that one. I understood the importance of knowing how to communicate well and the opportunities it would open for me in my career at an early age. So I would practice all the time to make sure that I sounded professional, matter of fact, and to the point. Literally for things as small as a team shout out at the end of the week or giving feedback during a one-on-one meeting or even presenting a massive project. I'd practice them all the same. In the shower, as I got ready in the morning, going to and from work, literally any chance I could get. And with time and repetition, my confidence and my skill sets grew, as did how others perceived me. So if you're sitting there thinking, I want to be taken seriously at my job, I want to move into a leadership role, I'm ready for more responsibility, or I want to sit at the damn table and to have my voice heard, then I would suggest reaching out to a couple people that you trust To give you some honest feedback and how others perceive you. I'd ask both men and women at your level, as well as above and below, if possible, and truly listen to what they have to say. Again, not to change anything about you, but to see if there's different ways that you can deliver information or approach situations or just to better understand where people might be coming from. Because remember, this is all about them more than it is about you. Now, gender bias has been incredibly powerful in shaping the business world, but it also has serious implications on how we view ourselves and our ability to chase after our biggest goals. My hope with this episode is to help you focus on the positive perceptions and the people who believe in you and are inspired by the way that you show up to work each and every day. Because by being true to yourself, You're making an incredible impact on those around you and those coming up behind you too. I'm rooting for you, girl, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on social media to help other women feel exactly like you do right now. Just be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you. And if you love the podcast, but aren't ready to tell the world about your next career move, a review would be just as amazing. Thanks again, girl, and I'll talk to you soon.